forget about it. Now, what are we going to talk about today? You know, we came to get into God's Word. And this is, I'm going to kind of piggyback off of last week, all right? Everybody, since I told everybody, John informed me, we all went to lunch after church Sunday, and John <laughs> told me, he said, well, Pastor, you told me to quit my job and just run after my dreams. And <laughs> I was like, wow, I didn't think about that. I guess next Sunday we'll have four tents on the front lawn and said, Pastor, you know, this is where I'm living now. But listen, <laughs> uh, what else? God-given dreams, and let me reiterate, God has given us all dreams and desires that line up with our giftings and our talents, okay? And he's given us those to encourage us, to, to kind of nudge us, to pursue God's given plan for your life. I mean, a, a dream to have a brand new Lamborghini is that's, that's not a God-given dream, okay? Uh, maybe that should be a goal in your life if that's what you really want to have, right? But think about this. Uh, a dream to, that you just don't really understand on the inside of you to, to live maybe in another part of the world. I don't understand. I'm really drawn to India. I'm, or, 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 I'm, I, I, just, I really have this desire to, to live in Hawaii, you know? I mean, I don't know why God didn't want a church planted in Hawaii. I would have definitely been there and done that, right? But listen, those, a dream like that very well could be a God-given dream to nudge you to be a missionary in that part. Because listen, some, there's people sitting in this room that have the potential to be missionaries. There's people sitting in this room that have the potential to be pastors. There's people in this room that have, can fulfill every position of the ministry if they're willing to step into that, right? So you could be a missionary. Or maybe, or, or maybe your dream is to, well, pastor, I just, I, you know, I, I don't want to be in full-time ministry. I, I, my desire is to, I want to lead a company. I'm just a leader. I want, to be a, I want to be the man that's leading this company. Well, listen, that, your, your, your God's plan for your life could very well go after that because God's plan could be for you to be a successful businessman or businesswoman because he knows your heart that can sow into the kingdom to fund the, the body of Christ, to fund the church, right? So you understand, those desires will line up with your giftings and your talents and, and, and they ultimately to help you step in the plan that God has for your life, right? And we all want that. Everybody wants to live the plan that God has for them. But what I want you to see is that all of the dreams that, that in your life like that, that all of those dreams ultimately lead to your calling, on your life. Everybody say, I've got a calling. Okay, we're done. That's the point of this message. So, no, but <laughs> well, that's actually what I called this. I, I titled this today. It's your time to answer the call. The call. We all have a calling on our life from some capacity, right? But the problem is, is people don't choose to walk in that. They don't choose to walk in it. I mean, and and a lot of people don't really believe. They get so caught up in, 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 the, in the struggles of life that they don't really believe they have a calling on their life. But I'm here to tell you, and we're going to show you that you have a call on your life. I mean, what you do with your life matters. Think about it. When you die, well, that's probably not really pleasant to think about, but when you die, you're going to have a tombstone on your grave, right? It's going to have the date you were born, a little dash, and then it's going to have the, the day that you die, right? Well, what I'm talking about is that little dash right in the middle. That's the time that you spend on this earth. How are you going to treat that time? How are you going to use that time? 
Are you going to live that time fulfilling God's plan for your life? Or are you going to live that time fulfilling Satan's plan for your life? Remember, he's got a plan. Satan has a plan just like God. It's, it's sin. It's to create division. It's to drive a wedge. It's to do everything possible to tear you down and separate you from God. Right? So that little dash determines a lot. It determines everything. Everything for you. And I love, I'm going to give you a, a verse right here that I keep on my, I keep this on my desk in my office, and it just reminds me, it reminds me of just that I'm doing what I need to be doing. And it's John 17, 4. And it says, I brought glory to you here on earth by completing the work you have given me to do. And I really like the message version of that. It says, I glorified you on earth by completing down to the last detail what you assigned me to do. Guys, God has got an assignment for you. He's got things for you to do that only you can accomplish. But it's a choice. You have to choose. Am I going to exist or am I going to pursue what God has for me? Amen. And we all want to fulfill God's plan for our life. We all do. And think about it. People, I had a guy tell me a couple weeks ago what kind of inspired this message was that he's like, I don't, you know, he, he was arguing with me that he did, he did not have a call on his life. And I showed him right there. It says, Paul wrote right there in Ephesians 4 1, it says, Paul says, Therefore, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, begged you to lead a life worthy of your calling. You have been called by God. Right? But the thing is, is somewhere between the day of Paul, Okay, and today where Pastor Allen's up here preaching and talking about it, that's a lot of time right there, right? Somewhere in between all of that, Christians have lost sight of the fact of what the call means. We've lost sight of it, right? And it, ultimately, a lot of, most Christians have come to the conclusion that the calling is only for ministers, it, and it is for ministers. I remember when, when, we, when we sold our business in, 2000, I think it was 2005, and, and, and we, were going, uh, we were going to Bible college to do what we're doing today. And we had a very successful business. I mean, we, we weren't millionaires, but we were very, very comfortable, right? And it was very easy. We had employees. We had got it to the place where we could breathe. And, and you know, in the natural, our families thought we were nuts, Right? They did. My dad still, uh, is, uh, if you're watching dad, I love you, buddy, but he still hasn't let me live that down. But listen, and I can still remember when I tell people what we're doing, they, they would say, oh, you're called to the ministry. Well, yes, we're all called to the ministry. Oh, no, but you have a calling on your life. We all have a calling. See, people, don't, people think it's just for people. And I'm not belittling the pastor's position or the evangelist's position or the te- any of those positions. They're important. But what I'm saying is you're called also to some capacity. And some of you are called to be evangelists or teachers, right? I mean, there are people in here a lot smarter than I am, a lot smarter than I am, right? And, but the problem is, is Christians, they treat the word calling on their, and they, and they don't really understand it. It's funny. You talk to people, and they almost treat it like you have this divine disease, you know. And, and if you catch this divine disease, oh, you got the calling, you know. Then, then I guess at that point, you become some special minister, and you, you get big hair, maybe a TV spot, and you get skinny jeans, you know. And then, <laughs> you know, pastors are going to look back on that day and say, what were we thinking, you know. You know, (laughs) so you don't want to catch the calling, you know. (laughs) All right. (laughs) But listen, the church has misunderstood 
Book more called and called. And but what I want you to see is because we've misunderstood it, people are not even attempting to fulfill the Great Commission. They're not even attempting to reach the lost, right? They're not. They're, 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 that's not for me. I'm not called to do that. They're looking to what they're called. Want. That's not my job. Listen, we're all called in some capacity. All called. And what, I want to show you something. Look at 1 Corinthians. And, uh, and I'm going to show you this. Very, the first verse, 1 Corinthians. I want you to see what Paul wrote here. Paul, it says, Paul called as an apostle of Christ Jesus by God's will. And I and so-and-so blankety-blank, other brother. And then verse 2, to the church of God at Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus, called as saints with all those in every place who call on the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. All right, what I want you to see right here is the word call or called right there. Three times. Now, remember, this is a translation from the original text. All right, what, what I want you to see right there is all the words call, right? All of those are translated from the same word. So they all have the same meaning, all right? They all have the same meaning. All have been translated from the same in the original text. And, and it's the same word in Ephesians 4.1, and it has the same meaning, which is to invite or summons or to call someone in, all right? So the big question before the church today isn't who is called or am I called, right? It's not any of that. The big question before the church today is will you pick up or answer that call? That's the big question. The big question. And and let me just say this. Will you choose to pick up that call? Because it's a choice. It's a daily choice, guys, and it's not always easy, I can promise you. Because I'm going to tell you, it'd be a lot easier to sit there and look at a fat salary than to walk away from that salary knowing that through some hard times and in God's timing, and it took a long time for us to get here, right? And it wasn't an easy road. But eventually I got here, right? In the natural, I would have wanted to stay where I was to keep all of that, but that wasn't God's plan for my life. That wasn't my dream for my life, right? Listen, are we going to think about, are you going to respond like Isaiah? Here I am. Use me. Here I am. Are you going to, are you going to res, respond like Jonah? I'm out of here. See you later. Uh-uh, I'm out of here. I'm running. Give me the boat. I'm in the fish. Listen, think about how are you going to respond? Listen, it's your time to answer your call, to answer the call. And they, there are, think about this. There are three aspects of a call in every Christian's life. And some of you probably know this, but, but to start with, it's very simple. There's a call of salvation on your life. Everybody knows that, right? All right. God sent Jesus to save the lost. And, 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 and Peter tells us God's will for all people. 2 Peter 3, nine. Second Peter 3.9, the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed but wants everyone to repent. That's God's will for all his people. He doesn't want to lose anybody. He wants us to repent and turn to him, right? But remember Romans 10, 13. Those who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. All right, there's the call for salvation right there, okay? Now, the next aspect of call, and this is the one most people, they don't want to pay attention to, but it's a very, very important one, 
is we're called to be Christ-like. We're called to be holy. See, this is the one, the hardest one that people will have to struggle with in this world because they want to they give God Sunday, but the, all the rest of the week they want to live like they want to live. Guys, I did this for years. I did this for years. It, it didn't get me anywhere. You've got to be all in. All in. All in. 1 Peter 1, verses 15 and 16 says, But now you must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy. For the Scriptures say you must be holy because I'm holy. So look, as Christians, we're called to act like a Christian. All right? All the time. Be like Christ. We are called to be set apart. And let me remind you of something. A Christian's lifestyle is always on trial. It's always on view. Someone's always watching you. And let me tell you why. The reason they're watching you is because if they see you fail in a sin that they're trying to partake in and stay in, it gives them, it gives them the go-ahead. Oh, I'm okay. I'm okay. See, that's why you've got to be set apart and be different. See, it's the lifestyle that you live that's the, of being set apart and being different. That's what's going to attract people to what you have. All right? You understand? That's why it's so important that we live our lives to be holy and to be more Christ-like. And see, ultimately, I can't... I can't ever, when I talk to people, and I try not to tell them I'm a pastor because it changes their whole demeanor, you know. And but some, sometimes it event, they eventually comes out. But and we're talking, and it's like, well, can I? They, the question that comes up a lot is, can I do this? Can I do that? Can I? You know, what can or cannot do? And you know, that should answer a lot of that. If you're going to be like Christ, well. If you're a man, you're not running off to the strip club on Friday night, right? You're not doing that. You don't, shouldn't have to ask those questions, right? Now, the third aspect of a call on every believer's life is very simple. You're called to the ministry. You're called to do some capacity, some part. You're calling maybe to serve in a church for a season. Your calling may be to serve in a church for the rest of your life. Your calling may be to be a missionary to Russia. Your calling, I don't know, you can, the sky's the limit, but you have a calling on your life. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that John and Taylor have a calling for worship. They're amazing. Amazing, right? Now, I, I pray that they stay with us forever, but God may move them to somewhere else, but I told him the other night that he can't do that anytime soon, but that's okay. You know, <laughs> I'm just saying, John, no pressures, guys. <laughs> but see, they're, they're walking out there calling, right? They're, and God's going to bless them for that, all right? Now, Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. God has prepared something for you to do. He's got something for each and every one, and each and one, every one of us to do. But think about it: the day we get there and we stand there, and then they and, and they're running down your, you know, your roster, and they're going looking at what happened and what you did and all this. And it, how disappointing is it going to be when He says, "Well, what about this?" And you'll be like, "Ooh, wow!" You know, that's kind of ooh. I don't want to have that happen, right? But listen, every Christian is called by God. You're called to salvation. You're called to personal holiness. And you're called to some type of ministry in your life. 
But it's a choice. It's a choice. I'm going to remind you. You have to pick that up. You have to choose to answer that call. And I think back to my days, what would have happened had I answered the call when I was 18 instead of when I was mm, a few years back. But <laughs> I could have impacted a lot more people. But, that, you know, that's all spilled. I can't cry over that. I have to go from here on. So what I, want, I, what I want to do is I'm trying to encourage you guys to pick that call up now. Pick it up now. It's, your, this is, it's time for you to answer that call. It's your wake-up call. It's time for you to get up, get dressed, get ready, and go after it. Make something happen in your life, right? I heard one minister put it this way. Your call is calling. And, and, and <laughs> you know, I think back when, when I was young and living on my own and, and just living in this world, I, you know, I think back to my life. I, just, I lived a life of just simply existing. And some of you can probably relate to this. But I was just, I worked a good job. It was a decent job, you know. I made decent money. I would have had a, comfort, I had a comfortable living. But I was just working, just coming home, paying bills, cutting the grass. And I wasn't really accomplishing anything significant in my life. And I, and I, and, and I think back to those days. Those were not happy times. Yeah, I was existing and I was surviving. When this is, and understand, this is where people, most people stay their life. Most people spend their life, life here, and it's not a good, it's not good. It's not good. You know, pursuing the dollar, it's just not a happy life. I think, of, I think it was Job, and when Job said, in, I think in chapter 7, verse 16, he says, he says, he says uh, I'm not satisfied with my life, you know, almost like, I, I, like get away from me, take me, you know, I'm, I'm out of here. And, and I can remember those days where I felt that way, right? But I want to remind you, if you ever get like that and you feel like that, remind yourself God's got a plan for you. Choose to walk that plan out. Pick up the call that's on your life. Pick it up. Take it up. And seek God and ask Him. And let me tell you this. And here I go again on technology, you know. But technology, and this is, this is I was, we were talking with a friend of mine. We were talking about statistics and all of how technology is affecting the church in this world and in this time. And did you know that now, and some, this, some of you can probably relate to this, but now people, they don't want to take a phone call. They don't. They want to text or they want to use some app. They don't want to hear. As a matter of fact, they, matter of fact they, I forget the statistic now, but, but people, especially the younger generation, they don't even hear the phone ring. They don't even hear it ring. And, and you think about it, you ever wonder why that is? Well, it's simply because they've ignored it for so long. They've ignored it. They don't want to... And you know, I think that's the problem that we have in the body of Christ today. God's calling. God's calling, right? But we've ignored Him for so long that we're not hearing Him call anymore. We're not hearing Him call us. We're not hearing Him. And listen, it breaks my heart, but, I, you know, that's, that's just people. It's just people. God's calling. He's wanting you to pick up the phone. He's wanting you to answer. Answer that call. Answer that call. You know, God shows me a lot, and, and he shows me potential in, in people. And, and ultimately, sometimes I share that potential with people to try to encourage them to go in a different direction. But ultimately, it's, it's not my choice. It's your choice whether you choose to walk that out in your life. And, and it really it breaks my heart sometimes when I can see that God's really trying to use someone in a different capacity, and they just refuse not to 
choose to go that path. But ultimately, I just have to let it go. As a, and this is a, something that pastors deal with. You just have to let it go because ultimately it's your choice. And there's a lot of potential in this room, a lot of potential in this room. And I could point some people out and just say, God's got something great for you to do. But listen, you just got to trust me. God's got something great for you guys to do, right? But you know, I realized something. People don't even see that God's got a plan for them life in, their life anymore. They're just so consumed with existing, with existing. And listen, just existing is not a happy life. Not a happy life. Listen, be quick to pick up the call that God's got on your life. And listen, I jotted down some, and I'm going to run through these, these, some reasons. I just thought back to my time in ministry in different churches, and this is nobody in this church. But I've jotted down some reasons that people give for just avoiding the call that they have on their life. And I want to, before I jump into these, I want to remind you, don't let anything stop you from answering the call. And one of the biggest things is your past. Don't let your past keep you from answering your call. But pastor, but pastor, you don't know what I did. You, you don't know what I did to that person. But, 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 but pastor, this, you know. And, a, and another one is don't let people keep you from answering your call. But pastor, if I, try, if I can be like them, look at the money they have. I can pay it. I can be. But, but, but what about them? Look at the success they have. But, I, but don't let people stop you from answering your call. And you, another biggie, don't let finances keep you from answering your call. But pastor, didn't you see how much it costs to plant a church? I know how much it costs to plant a church. <laughs> it's not easy, but it's not my strength. God will provide, for, just as he provided for Compass Church, he'll provide for you. Don't let finances believe in my faith. Take a step of faith towards your call, but pick up your call. But, it, and don't, don't just, don't butt your way out of it, all right? And don't let failures keep you from answering your call. Oh, but pastor, I can't, I just can't fail again. Listen, how many people that have invented things, that have failed time and time again before they became a success because they refused to quit? You have to take that attitude. Don't butt your way out of it. Don't butt your way out of it. And by all means, don't let Satan talk you out of your call. Because he's going to. He's got a plan for your life. But pastor, I don't have the strength. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't see myself doing that. Because listen, as soon as you take a step of faith towards pursuing your call, Satan's going to be right there in your ear. You can't do that. Can you see? You're not smart enough for that. You don't have a college degree for that. Don't let Satan talk you out of it. Don't. Don't let shame or guilt keep you from answering the call on your life. Now, how many, I, I know a lot of people have done, but, but, but pastor, you don't, you don't know what I did when I got arrested. You don't know, but, but this, but that, but this, but that. And don't let insecurities keep you from answering your call. Low self-esteem. But I just can't ever do anything. I can't, but I can't, but, 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 but. You know what? We need to go on a Weight Watchers diet and lose our big butts because we have got, <laughs> oops, <laughs> I said that, didn't I? <laughs> Seriously, though, people have gotten so focused on their butts that they can't see what God has got planned for them, right? And they make their butts this big. No fun intended. All right? All right? You know, everybody, right? And get your focus back on what God's called you to make. And don't ignore God's call anymore. 
Don't do it. Determine that you're not going to be too easy, I mean too busy in this life to not go after everything God's got for you. Because I'm telling you, there's people in here that are leaders. There's people in here that are ministers. There's people in here that are very successful businessmen. Very successful businessmen. Right? And some of you are already successful, I know, but he's got more. If you're that successful right now, know that God's got more for you. Got more for you. Amen? And always remember, your decision always affects your life. And it affects your life forever. And ultimately, parents, your decision to pick up the call can roll all the way over into your children's lives. Think about that. That's, some, that's a little, you know, you've got you to gotta make sure you're doing the right things, right? And understand this. If you're going to fulfill the plan that God's got for your life and pick up the call and answer the call, you've got to learn to prioritize. Prioritize. All right? And the number one priority that needs to be in your life is you've got to be spending time with God. Spending time with God. I mean, you know, I say this week after week after week, but you've got to prioritize. That's got to be number one. That's got to be number one. Now, let me get the, I'm going to get the band to come on up as I close out on this. Listen, think about Jesus before he stepped out into his ministry, his natural ministry here in the earth. What did he do? He went to be alone with God. And you need to do the same. You need to be spending, spending time with God is the number way that, one way that you're going you're, you're gonna to find out his plan for your life or find out the call that he has on your life. And, and listen, it doesn't have to be an hour a day. It doesn't have to be three hours a day. You don't have to be against the wall on the corner on your knees like this. Listen, spending time with God is just talking with him, praying, talk, praying. I call talking, but praying, whatever you want to call it, just talk to him. When you're driving, talk to him. He loves you. He wants that relationship. That rela- and that, listen, it, if you give him 10 minutes a day, I, I recommend, if you start with 10, you'll eventually give him more. But if you just give him 10 minutes a day, and you're consistent with that 10 minutes, guys, if you're consist- consistency is key consistency is key to change. But if you give him 10 minutes a day, you'll hear from God. You'll hear from him. Now, I'm not meaning you give him 10 minutes of blaring all the problems you're dealing with. God knows what you're dealing with. Get on your knees or get before him, talk to him, and then get quiet and listen to him. Listen to him. It's all about your relationship. Your relationship. We talked about this yesterday. I was talking with Callie and we were talking about a gentleman was sharing me. He said, I don't even know if I have a relationship. Well, you want to know how you gauge whether you have a relationship with God? What's your relationship with His Word? Amen. It starts right here. It starts right here. The number one way God's going to speak to you is through His Word. He's going he's to nudge you with the Holy Spirit and He's going to lead you to verses that deal with something you're dealing with. Dealing with something you're planning. Dealing with your future. Dealing with your life. Dealing with your family. Just dealing with your heart. What's your relationship here? If you don't have a relationship here, then you have no relationship with God. It, 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 it starts right here. Right here. And, and remember, answering God's calling is not a one-time thing. You, you don't, listen, you don't need me to lay hands on you. I had a, I had a gentleman share with me. I'm just waiting to get the right pastor to lay hands on me. No. 
And if you feel called to go plant a church in Texas, then yes, I'm going to lay hands on you, pass the anointing on to you. We're going to pray for you, take up an offering for you, and we're going to send you out there. We're the best that we can send you out there to go plant a church. But if you just want to walk out the plan of God for your life, you don't need me to lay hands on you. You don't need that. It's, it's, you just have to make the choice. You have to make the daily choice to pick it up. Pick it up and plan today for what God's got for you to do tomorrow. Amen. Let's pray.